rest. We all need it, not just to survive, but to thrive in our lives and businesses. But how do we prioritize something that many of us feel we have to earn first? And what magical things can happen when we do prioritize it? I'm taking you behind the scenes of my mastermind group as we dive into this very juicy topic in this episode. You're listening to Quietly Ambitious with conversations about how it really feels to build a business that honors your whole self unapologetically. And that includes who you are, how you feel, what you really desire, the impact that you want to create, and importantly, the money you want to make. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and my superpower is supporting sensitive and ambitious humans to make more money by fully expressing and owning all of who they are. Let's dive in. Today's episode is a little bit different. So a couple of months ago, I got together with my three beautiful mastermind sisters, Willemaine Mass, Danielle Brooker, and Genevieve Parker-Hill. We have been in a, what I call a co-led mastermind group. So it was set up by us. It's not a paid thing. Um, We've been in that group for around two years now. We all have so many shared values and It didn't take long for us to realize that one of the things we most often talk about and one of the things we've learned that is so important that we talk about is the topic of rest and learning to trust ourselves and our bodies. So I decided to bring the Mastermind Group to the podcast and we are talking all things rest, going from ingrained beliefs about what hard work has to look like to prioritizing rest while still being ambitious and driven to real life examples of magical things that have happened when we rested. So you're going to hear each of my mastermind sisters introduce themselves individually at the start of this chat. But if you want to follow any of them, then all of the links are in the show notes for this episode. I also have an extra special bonus for you. If you listen to this and you're kind of feeling like, oh, I would love to be in a mastermind group like they have. Basically, we've each recorded a few thoughts on how we set up the group, the boundaries and expectations that we have for each other, and why we think we've been able to keep this going so successfully for so long. So if you want to download this extra special bonus episode, then just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash mastermind. Can we all start by introducing ourselves just so that everyone knows who's talking when they hear your voices? Let's start with Willemaine. Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm Willemaine. I'm from the Netherlands. So you might hear that I'm not a native English speaker. Um, I am a director of operations for six figure business owners, and uh, that is not something that I've always done. So I had a medical career for 15 years until I burned out. And then I started over my life and my business started a business from scratch. And when I'm not working, which is quite often, I am in my vegetable garden picking flowers or talking to my chickens. Thank you, Willemaine. Now let's go to Genevieve. Hi, my name is Genevieve Parker Hill. I think it's pretty easy with our accents. I'm the only American accent on the call. Um, and I am the founder and chief book doula at Podcast to Book. <laughs> yeah, and I'm living in Los Angeles, California. Um, what else? What else should I say, Ruth? That's enough. We can say more as we go. <laughs> Thank you, Genevieve. <laughs> Okay. And yeah, you're right about the accents. It's very easy to tell us all apart. Okay. Danielle. 
I'll try and ramp up my Aussie accent then. So I'm Danielle, I'm a joy coach and at time of recording, I'm physically sitting in my London home, boxes have been removed and I'm en route back to Australia. Um, but yeah, I'll share a little bit more about um, yeah, who I work with and that sort of stuff throughout the conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, exciting times for you, Danielle. <laughs> okay, so we all know each other through being in a kind of self co co-led mastermind group is how i normally describe it um and one of the things that comes up for us again and again and again is the need to rest the reminder to each other to rest the support of each other to rest and take care of ourselves and to put our own needs and our bodies first and we don't always succeed at that far from it but I just really wanted to open up the conversation and share it with some of the listeners of the podcast. So I thought I would start by asking you all, and if anyone wants to jump in first, just go for it. I want to ask you all about your kind of ingrained beliefs from previous careers, cultural conditioning, societal expectations, because we all have them when it comes to rest and putting ourselves first. So um, I'll just go first before like we open it all up but basically I've never had a regular kind of office job or proper career but (laughs) I definitely still find myself butting up against this idea the core one for me I think is I have to work really hard to make money and also the judgment on myself of how good a day has been based on how much I got done in that day They're definitely like the two main things I see coming up again and again. And I guess the only reason that I've become aware of that is through like years of talking about it and years of journaling. Um, And and for me, the fact that I have never had a proper like corporate job or anything just shows how kind of pervasive this idea is in society, because it's like, it's not like I've ever had to work that way, really. Like I've had regular jobs before, but only, you know, like when I was a teenager, I started my business really young out of university. So it's just really interesting to me that I have that. And at the same time, I know that some of you here have got um, different, different experiences, different jobs that you've worked in different ways of working. So I would love to hear those, the, the way that that has affected how you show up and how you judge yourself on whether you do or don't rest or whether you do or don't get all the things done. So if anyone wants to jump in here, let's get chatting about it. So it's interesting to hear you say, like, because you have never been in that office setting, it's not like, you know, what the words going through my head were like, well, you can't blame the office setting, can you? You know, so where, where does all of that come from? And I was thinking about it for me and I was thinking, so I, I also kind of reached this career burnout point and it was really weird for me because I loved my job. So it was really confusing for me. Why am I so stressed out? Why is, you know, why is my body not functioning how it's supposed to be? Why is nothing clicking into place? And you got me thinking about that particular job and that job was amazing. Um, They were very pro work-life balance. Uh, If you worked overtime, you got paid for it. And, you know, all these kind of structural things were in set. Nobody was telling me, you must work really hard. You must not rest. You must not take breaks. And so if I think about the belief that was leading to that point, I think, I never even thought about rest as a, as like a concept or a priority. Like obviously rest was just, okay, yeah, I love sleep. So I always was a person who got, you know, tons of sleep and and I was happy to take naps, but 
there wasn't kind of a deeper level to that. So I think my belief probably was more around achievement. That's where I was coming at it from. And I work with a lot of stressed out, busy women and essentially teach them how to break up with busy so that they can reconnect to their joy. And it's really interesting to me because when I share more about my story, I realized that that conversation around busy, busy wasn't even a word I used because when I was in that state of just like, Hey, just do the next thing. And I'm going to work really hard because then I'm going to achieve really well. And then I'm going to do really well. And then I can have, you know, or get to that next level. Uh, so that was, yeah, just trying to think about the beliefs around that. I think my beliefs were more around keep going, do your best, achieve as much as you possibly can. But then every time I got there, it was, you know, it was like there was a stopping point. Yes, I love that way of distinguishing. Also, when you mentioned like you get all your sleep, but that's not the same as actually being properly fully rested or even acknowledging rest as a need. Um, I'm curious, Genevieve and Rilamain, does your experience of this constant need to achieve and not even recognizing rest, does that ring true for you? Or do you have anything else to kind of add to what Danielle said? Yeah, for me, absolutely, it rings true. So when I look back at my career and I think where did the issue or the problem with resting come from, it is definitely through education, going through high school, you know, having to do assignments and tests and those things, and then enrolling med school. And that was such a huge um, endeavor for me to uh, to to go through med school, I was determined to go through it in the shortest possible time I could, which was six years in my country. Um, and from there, I I immediately took on a, a medical job. Um, so when I finished med school and my internships to to be able to make money, because when you're doing an internship, you're not earning anything. So um you know going into debt and i just wanted to to get a job after that but absolutely uh for me because med school was such a burden and there was so much to study and there's so much time going into that i have sort of conditioned myself to believe that when i did not finish something um i could not rest before you know before finishing something so I never took a break until I was done with a task or an assignment or studying a book or whatever, because I was never sure that when I took a break before, like in the middle of something, I would have enough time to actually finish the, the job. So that became a pattern that I took with me into my work, which obviously in healthcare is never done. So there's always the next patient, there's always the next problem. And uh, there's just no way that you're encouraged to take breaks at all. So, you know, being in, in, in an operating room, there's no time to take a break. So you, you just are you're just on your feet for hours on end. And uh, and when I when I was seeing patients in you know outpatients or uh, or in the clinic, it was just you know one one after the next. There was never that time to take a break, and I took that with me. And still in my in my current uh, business situation, I can still feel that urge sometimes come come up. So what I feel happening for me is that 
I don't want to take a break when I'm tired because I think, you know, I need to finish this now because otherwise there's no time. And in, in now, after experiencing burnout and not being able to work for, for two years and then starting a business from scratch, building that up, I know that it's not true. I know that there's always time. There's always a way that I can, you know, finish things in my own pace. And still that comes up for me that I need to first get things done, finish something, and then I can sort of reward myself with a break or with some resting time. And it's just not, it just doesn't make sense because it's not productive. It's not helpful for, for my energy levels and that it was really hard to break for me. Yeah. And I'm hearing like a couple of things there. The one thing about like this cycle of all this kind of habit, I don't know if it's a habit, whatever, but like this pattern of, I got to do the thing, then I get to reward myself. I got to get this stuff done, then I get to rest. And at the same time, would you describe it as a kind of like time scarcity? Like it, this feeling of scarcity around time and everything that has to be done, there's never enough time. Therefore, you can never afford to rest. Yes, definitely time scarcity. Yes. And there's there's also, you know, especially as, as you are owning a business and you need to make money um, and you're not on payroll uh, for, with a company or something, you there's also this money um, scarcity uh, belief also connected to that. So it's energy, lack of energy, lack of money, lack of time are all connected. And uh, that is something to shift for. And, and I think for every business owner, every person basically is something that we need to shift. We are taught that there is a lack of everything and that is pervasive in our lives. And we need to shift to that abundant mindset of, I have enough energy, I have enough time, I have enough money. Um, and that can prove itself being difficult. Yes, I love that. Does Genevieve and Danielle, do you want to jump in at this point? How is this resonating with you? And um, can you relate to this? Like, it's so interlinked, isn't it? Time, money, rest, deserving. Yes. Yes, I was just thinking, Wilhelmina, as you were, well, as you were sharing and then just in general about deserving, um, I was thinking, I wish we could not just feel like it would be well-deserved, but I wish we could celebrate rest in our lives and in our cultures. Um, and also there's so much coming up for me that I'm not sure what to share first, but I think what I want to share right now is, is that I noticed, um, I've worked, I've worked a lot of different jobs and, um, what I've noticed is that pretty much everyone is either, you're either getting paid by the hour to build someone else's business or organization and work towards their goals. And even people who are, you know, getting a yearly salary, they're still essentially getting paid by the hour. And, and there are a lot of time they're pressured to work more and get paid, therefore get paid less and less <laughs> by the hour, or you're working in your own business, getting paid $0 per hour. And the money you get is equity. You're not paying, 
yourself. I mean, you, you, you know, you can, but it's, it's going to be from your revenue. So I think for me, um, just kind of looking at what people are doing and talking to people, I don't think a lot of people realize, okay, do you realize you're just building equity for someone else's business and you're getting paid by the hour and therefore that business is the, the incentive, no matter what the bosses say and what the managers say, the incentive is to ring you out completely, is to use you up because you're replaceable. Everyone's replaceable in a business or in an organization. And so I think it's just, it's just great when you can set up your life in a way that you're, you're just building equity that you're, you know, that you're getting out of your own business. And then the, and then it's, so I think the reason it's related, I think the reason just like hard work is so glorified. And by the way, I think America does it even worse than any other country. I think we're America is like the chief glorifier of working until you die an early death of overworking. Like, I think we celebrate, oh, she's, she's doing, you know, she's raising kids up by herself and she's working an 80 hour work week and she just doesn't sleep. And she is amazing. And that is the person that we just most glorify the person who's, who has no rest, who has no enjoyment of what they're doing. They're just, they're just working and getting, and no one asks, are they living a balanced life? Are they feeling pleasure and joy in, the, in what they're doing? Are they able to even replenish their brain through sleep to just enjoy, to, to feel like, oh, what I'm doing matters. So as you can see, yeah, I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I think um, I just want to go back to that point of where it comes from, where the belief comes from is just like people who own businesses traditionally have hired workers to just use them up even if they don't say that. So I guess what I'm getting from that is we as business owners have the power and responsibility to change the way things are done. Yes. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I, I, I would ask listeners to consider why, I know most of your listeners, Ruth, have their own business or have a, have a vision to have their own business. Why did you get into business in the first place? For so many people that I talk to who want to create their own thing, yes, there's a level of like contribution, absolutely. They want to make an impact in the world. And there's a level of, I want to make an impact in my own life. I want to change my lifestyle. So we first have that responsibility to ourselves. And then in changing how we show up in our businesses and in prioritizing things like rest, you really can, you know, I guess, showcase the evidence for why it's so important. And that in turn inspires others to do the same. Otherwise, it just sounds like this ridiculous thing. Like, why would you rest when, you know, what Jennifer you've shared is like, actually, no, you need to work more so that you can get more, you know, get more equity or, you know, that, that whole dynamic. So I do think we, that's the exciting part for me is that you do have that power to change that. And it's one of one of the most fun things I find in my business when I can, like I say things like with such ease and simplicity now in terms of, um, for example, I don't, um, I have obligation free Fridays. So, and I have done for many years now, like even within the first year of my business. And what that means to me is 
I don't take client sessions. I don't do any kind of podcast recordings, anything like that. It's a me day. And sometimes a me day is go for coffee by myself, wander the streets and like come home in the evening. Sometimes it's, um, I just can't wait to sit down and like write a bunch of blog, blog posts. And sometimes it's, you know, it is work and sometimes it's not. The point is that it's obligation free. And that, the thought of changing that has never crossed my mind from the moment I said it. And it's so exciting to me. It's really thrilling to share that with people because time and time again, I see the excitement and almost joy in their face of like, whoa, you have like a whole day where it's like obligation free. That's amazing. And I believe that in being able to share that with such ease that I am being that kind of, I guess it is role modeling in a sense saying, hey, if I can do it, so can you, even if your version of it looks completely different. We do have power and responsibility in showcasing how to change this. Absolutely. And Danielle, you are that shining light. You are that role model. (laughs) I think, I think we all are. And I think you made a great point about why do we go into business, not just small business owners like us, but why does the owner of, for example, you know, a huge business, I don't know, like Walmart in the U S why are they in business? And it's, it's, it just comes down that the, the outcome is that it comes down to money, but I'm sure that Walmart is saying, oh no, we have these values and we're not just in business to pay people by the hour so they can work as much as possible until they die an early death. You know, I'm sure they have, I'm sure that Walmart as an example of a huge business has values. And I think living from our values is what we're doing here and what we're talking about here, because it would be insane to say that a valuable life or a value led life, a life filled, lived from our deepest intentions would not include rest and rec, you know, recreation and pleasure and joy and just time to, to recharge and celebrate the recharge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think What's coming up for me is, I guess this was a question I wanted to kind of ask you all, but like, it's easy to go down this path and say things like, well, oh, big businesses who make a lot of money are just, um, are just like getting as much as they can out of the people that are not valuing rest and stuff. But how do we flip that and reframe that? And I know that this is what we all do, especially in our mastermind group to say, look, me valuing rest, me valuing how I feel in any given moment and prioritizing my body is not at the expense of the money I want to make. It's not at the expense of the impact I want to have. It's not at the expense of my ambition. It's it's alongside it. And I think, I mean, I would love for any of you to just jump in and talk for a bit about how you feel your relationship is between your your prior like prioritizing rest and at the same time being driven and motivated to still build the business you want make the money you want make the impact you want at the same time that is such an interesting one um i think something that i've begun to realize over the past years um you know while recovering from burnout and starting a business so that might be a different you know trajectory than you know compared to 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 the rest of you or people listening. But um, what I've discovered is that when I'm not rested, when I'm tired, one of the first signs that 
is telling me that I'm that I'm tired and I need to rest is that my motiva- motivation to to do business to work just tanks it just is not there and when there's no motivation there's no ambition there's no drive there's no inner energy there's no life life energy basically to for me to use to utilize to build my business so it is connected in so many ways but when it's actually you know when when fatigue is taking taking away the drive and the inner motivation and the life spark there is no business to be built there is no money to be made it's just not gonna happen and that is just you know for me it, it changed my perspective on on rest that it is so essential to life to sustain life to sustain you know your body to but also to sustain your business and when it's not there the foundation is lacking to build something and and since i've been able to see it like that i've been prioritizing rest like at the top of my list before anything else so yeah that changed it for me really I feel the same. And definitely for me, there's been times when I, I mean, there's been times when I have pushed for a long time. And, and I think I I think hopefully it goes without saying here that when we talk about rest, we're not just talking about bare minimum needs, we're talking about, you know, not just surviving, but thriving. And there are times when I have just been surviving, and I've pushed through and it's worked for a time. But at, at the end of the day, it is not sustainable over a long period of time. And it's and it's interesting that we're talking about it in this way because it's still framing rest under the under how productive it ends up being. I, and I'm aware that there's an irony in the way that we're talking about it, but it is certainly true for me. And because those beliefs about work and productivity and worth are so ingrained, sometimes it really is helpful to frame it in that way. Like I rest. And I ultimately have more drive to carry on after I'm rested. I think it's hard not to talk about productivity and rest within the same conversation because of our ingrained beliefs around success and achievement and doing well or how we compare to others. Like all of that is kind of wrapped up under the banner of productivity or maybe you have another word for it. So I feel like that's natural for that to come up, Ruth. And Willamaine, I was just like nodding along as you're talking like, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I kind of had to smile to myself because I was thinking rest is my absolute priority. Like, absolutely. Like, I, I can't imagine not putting that as my number one in everything that I do. And and it is so much more than basic needs. Like rest to me is not getting eight hours of sleep a night. Like for me, that is just a, that's a, that's just something I do. Like I, you know, we, we, we eat, we go to the bathroom, like and I get eight hours of sleep. So for me, when I talk about rest, I really personally, I associate it with spaciousness in my life. And when I was starting to recreate how I wanted things to look like and feel like in my life and really shift from that, you know, absolute, you know, burnout period, I actually had to learn what it felt like to have that space, if that makes sense. So part of that process for me was actually practicing rest. Um, And I'm happy to share some examples later on in the conversation if it's helpful. I just wanted to say like, because Ruth, part of what you're saying is like, what, like, I I think I'm forgetting the question now, but it was really like, how how do you prioritize rest? And I think 
really for me, what started to happen was I built up the evidence over time of what it gives me when I do rest. And at first that was really, really hard. Um, You know, that was taking the morning off to sit at a coffee shop with a journal and not worrying what people thought about me. (laughs) Um, And that didn't feel easy. It didn't feel fun. It didn't bring me joy immediately, but it led me to that pathway. And so now when I, you know, and I have a very practical example right now, life is very full. There are tons of moving logistics in a, in an international relocation. And I have, you know, I could say I have forced myself to, but it actually comes quite naturally now. I have in the midst of needing to finish packing boxes and, you know, needing to take client sessions and, you know, all the stuff, I have still gone out for my morning coffee date with myself most days and sat there and had, even if it's a shorter date, 20 to 30 minutes, you know, instead of my hour long or what have you, because I know what it gives me. And it's, I think that's how I prioritize it because without that, my work suffers, my relationship suffers, I suffer, like my creativity goes out the window and life just becomes, I don't know, kind of dull. (laughs) Would you say it's fair to say that what you're ultimately saying here is the way I prioritize it is I choose to prioritize it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, and that might make it sound overly simple for people who think, no, 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 no. If I if I rest, that means my work will suffer and I won't achieve things. Um, but yeah, yeah, happy to go into more detail, but I think that's it. It's just like I chose it because I knew initially it came from a point of I needed it and I don't believe it has to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, and what what you said about like you're going through a time right now where there's a lot going on, lots of moving parts, and you took that time anyway because – this is the thing. It's it's easier in some ways to choose it when you don't most need it. Or I'm not saying you necessarily need it because you're proactive about it. But if you didn't choose it now, you would definitely need it more at this time. And I definitely go through cycles of finding it easy and I'm choosing it all the time. And then I get to a phase where, you know, I've got a bit more on my to-do list. I've got like a launch going on or whatever. And it's so much harder for me to choose it consciously. Yeah. And, I, and I've been tested on that right now. And it's really interesting because in my business, in my, uh, you know, friendships, in my relationships, I find it really easy, okay, because I've been practicing it for so long. And I've been tested right now because the moving logistics are asking me to be really busy. They're asking me to, to you know, go back to what Willamaine was sharing. They're asking me to um, get it all done before I stop. And I've really noticed some of those old deep thoughts coming up about, I just need, we just need to do one more, you know, one more box, or we just need to get this done, then we'll stop. Or if we can make it to Wednesday, then on Thursday, we can rest. And I've really had to like, kind of sit myself down and have a big chat and be like, uh, no, uh, you know, that's not true. You you have so much evidence to prove otherwise. And um yeah, it's really interesting. In in coaching, there's a model that we use a lot, and I'm sh- and I'm sure your listeners have heard you know some version of this. But that you know, for human behavior, we do more to uh, avoid pain than we do to experience pleasure. So a lot of what we're doing is like worrying about what happens if I don't finish this. Am I going to be too stressed? Am I going to be too overwhelmed? Instead of actually focusing on the pleasure, like what do I actually gain from resting you know how much more creative will I be next week if I took two days off now 
And I, that mindset piece has really actually supported me during those moments where the conversation is getting tested. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to bring it around to like the support that we all give each other during these times. And I know that's something I've talked about with you all. Again, like what I said, to put it really simply, like what you were saying was the way you prioritize rest is by choosing it. But what's become clear to me is that going back to this idea of like, what are you building a business for in the first place? It's something that we get to choose now. And it's not a question of when I have X, Y, Z, when I have a certain amount of income, when I have this, when I have that, then I will rest. Then it will become a more active value in my business. And I've noticed myself, especially late, lately, when I hear my brain uh, starting off thoughts with things like, I just need to do this before this, or like I said, when I have this, then I'll do this. I've realized that they are real signs that my brain is going into kind of trying to control, trying to make sure all the things happen and um, and finding it scary to rest basically. And for me, having this group of all of us where because we met through um, a membership, we were, we're all in Kate Northrop's origin group and her philosophy is very much, I mean, she literally wrote the book, Do Less, and her philosophy is very much honoring your bodies. We all came into this with this shared belief and value in rest. And for me, I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast will know that I, I go on about rest all the time, but I'm actually, I actually have quite a dysfunctional relationship with it sometimes. And it's really, it just, it means so much to have this place where we talk about it all the time. And I, I mean, I'd be really curious to hear from any of you, but what does it mean to you to have this space where it's so normal to talk about rest in a in a world that it's actually not that normal? Like I've certainly had situations in in life outside of business and our lovely mastermind where I've realized just how not normal it actually is to prioritize rest and actually it can be viewed as selfish sometimes by other people. So I would just love to open up the conversation about what this space means to you all and how, yeah, what it means to us have a group where we all prioritize the way we feel. I don't think we would talk about it if we were in a regular mastermind full of, you know, if it was like, we're four women, we're go-getters with our own business. I would feel too weird and guilty to even bring it up, but it's, it's, possibly for the four of us, the primary thing that we need support and encouragement on, we need to be told it's okay to rest. For example, I took a two hour nap yesterday and I feel guilty about it. And I think like we can actively, everyone can actively hear me, hear you. So I think the magic happens when we respond to that guilt internally, each one of us, but also when I say, I took a two hour nap yesterday and I feel guilty about it. And to add information, and I feel like I have to like make excuses for myself. I worked almost all night before that. But even if I didn't say that, I would trust, even if I didn't say that, I trust that you three would just honor my body. Even if I didn't explain it all while I, why I took a two hour nap yesterday, you three would go, well, your body must have needed it. And, and to have that to be encouraged in that, to be seen, to be trusted, to know that 
I can trust my body to know that you three know that I need support. Trusting my body is magical. That's so beautiful, Genevieve. I think, yeah, that trust is it, isn't it? Because when we do, we don't always trust ourselves. Um, we don't always trust our bodies and what they're trying to tell us. You know, I literally had a two hour nap um, the other day and I decided not to feel guilty about it. But uh, on another day, any random day, I may have absolutely felt guilty about it like you did. And learning to trust your body and what it's telling you is such a journey. Like, I think a lot of us would like when the pandemic came and like lockdowns happened, we all realized that we were doing so many things to distract ourselves from what our mind and bodies like actually wanted to tell us. I think it's so normal not like to avoid, not 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 even avoid, but because you're actively trying, but to, to find it hard basically to trust yourself. So I think that's so, so beautiful. Like, yeah. And we absolutely, all of us here will be going, yes, Genevieve, I'm so glad you had that nap and you don't have to explain it at all. I like to chime into that, Ruth, and uh, as well uh, to what Genevieve said. I think there is so much guilt and shame attached to resting, and that comes with the conditioning of how productivity and you know being at work all the time, being busy all the time, is glorified in society uh, for for so long. And so, for me, having gone through burnout, um, I was. I still feel shame around that. It's now it's now five years ago. I still feel shame. And that comes up for me the most when I'm experiencing that rest is something that I need to prioritize. So when my body is giving me signals like, okay, it's enough, you can take a break now. It's, you know, it's just good to take a break. And there's always this deep down feeling of shame like why did this happen to me you shouldn't get burned out because you know and especially not as a medical professional you need to be like powerful and present and heroic and whatever um and that is still something that can haunt me and i i i think it's so important that we infuse not only our life and our business but also our message to the world with how important rest and recovery is. And I know that Danielle speaks about joy and I love that. Um, and, and you, Ruth, you infuse your work with that, with that rest as well. And for me, and I also do that. So I have a Facebook group and I still feel so much shame around, you know, talking about how to not go into burnout as an entrepreneur and teaching people how they can optimize their processes and how they can hire support and, Talking about that feels so important and still is surrounded with so much guilt and shame, but I know it's important, so I'm still doing it. But yeah, it's, it's, I think that conditioning is, is deep. It's really deep. Thank you for sharing that because there's something about when we feel ashamed that there is such power in actually voicing it. I mean, obviously, you know, Brené Brown, it's all about that. And I totally agree with her. And again, like going back to this space that we've built for ourselves. And I think, I guess the reason I bring this up is like, not everyone listening is going to have a mastermind group like us, but everyone listening can find these spaces and can find the right people. But, but again, the emphasis is on like the right people who understand because voicing that shame is so important. 
shame around how much you did or didn't do shame around how you managed to get burnt out shame around how you now talk about not getting burnt out and yet you're still not perfect at practicing what you preach I mean like I said earlier on in this conversation I am so not perfect at practicing what I preach but I also appreciate having a space to be just seen and heard and you know my feelings are validated that I'm a human being and I mess up and it's just so so important and the fact that Genevieve you mentioned like this is basically the number one thing we help each other with when you said that I was just like yeah it is and isn't that funny because we're a business mastermind how how funny does it sound that actually what we most need support with is listening to ourselves listening to our body not feeling ashamed for anything that comes up and just honoring what it is that's coming up I think it's in those moments of shame where we can't really see ourselves as clearly. And to me, that's the magic of having these spaces, you know, whether it's a community, whether it's your best friend, whether it's a mastermind group, that you can that you can and do go to those places where people can just hold that mirror up for you when you can't see it. And I think that's really what this space does for us. And I love that, you know, yes, our primary thing is please bring me back to my body, please bring me back to myself. And part of that is absolutely prioritizing rest. So that's definitely what I, I use this space for. It's like, oh my God, I, I know it logically, but I'm, I'm, it, it's, it's not happening right now. Help me trust myself again. Yeah, I, I have a thought now that I'm super excited to share. Where Okay, so a traditional mastermind is where one person stands up and says, I have a goal. Here's my goal. And all the other people throw ideas at that goal. Okay, you could do this to, to complete it. You could... To fulfill it, you could do this to accomplish that goal. Here's some ideas. You could do this, that, 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 this. And that's what a mastermind, that's how it's defined traditionally. And yet the four of us, I think we knew something about ourselves when we joined this mastermind. And we knew that we are creative and we already know all the things, almost all the things. I mean, once in a while, we will do that in our mastermind. We'll say, okay, I need to make this goal. Like, can you give me some ideas? Like I need advice. Like what are some ways I could achieve this goal in my business? And we just receive a bunch of ideas and there's no way that we can pursue and take action on every single idea, but it's just nice to have them. And then, so I think where we get support is there's this world of ideas that we could do to achieve our goals in our business and where we support each other is not actually in creating those ideas and not actually presenting them. Although we do, sometimes we do that and that is appreciated. But what we even appreciate more is that we say, now, how do you feel about those ideas? Like you can trust yourself and your inner voice to know the best idea to take action on for you. And and you need to do it in a way that's sustainable for your life and your body and you know, to rest on the way to that. And I think that support of like, um, not just here's a bunch of ideas, I'm going to throw them at you. And I think in another mastermind group, maybe we would feel pressure then and overwhelmed to follow through on all the ideas. Okay. I got great ideas in my mastermind today. Which one do I follow through on? Whereas we also, and maybe more importantly, support each other on trusting ourselves to follow through on the right ideas for us. I love that Genevieve. And so that mirror and having that space and container to, to really like share vulnerably. And also we can trust that we 
won't be overwhelmed by like the pressure of others, you know, projected towards us or whatever is going to happen. And coming from and so we're in this mastermind for years now. And what I love about it as well is that not we're, not that we're only like meeting every month and uh, having that space and that container to share and be vulnerable and, you know, voice that shame or voice that guilt or, you know, have that mirror uh, as Danielle share. Uh, but we also are friends. We, we develop this deep friendship and we know, you know, how to ask for support. We know we can always approach each other for help and, I love that so much. And I think it's even developed into something that I'm not experiencing in my personal life at this point. Um, also by going through loss and, you know, moves and not seeing friends and a pandemic and what have you. Um, now we're friends and we can, we can connect and we can always you know, rely on each other. And, and I love that as well about our mastermind. And I think it makes it great. Oh, me too. <laughs> so lovely. And I echo, I, I agree with everything you've both said. Um, I actually have loads of other things I want to talk about, but I think I'm just going to have to ask you the last couple of questions so that we can wrap this up. But God, we could have a whole other podcast episode about this. There's just so much to say, but I just really want to ask you all, the first question is, do, do any of you have examples of times when you rested, even when you should have been pushing or you've done less when you should have been doing all the things that something magical happened? I'm really putting you on the spot with this question, but if anything comes to mind, I would love for you all to just share any evidence with the people listening. Um, and I will just share while you're all thinking, um, Literally when I had that two hour nap the other day, I mean, this is a small thing, but it's also a big thing. Um, I had that two hour nap. I was like, I had, I've been doing breath work lately and it's been so helpful in getting me out of my head. And it's actually not necessarily relaxing, but it definitely is a form of rest to me. Um, and afterwards I had this massive download, like all the information just came to me. Some of the stuff that I'm creating for my group program and I was like, I've got to do it now. I've got all the ideas. And I was like, my body really just wants to nap. And I trusted that. And I lay down. And by the way, before doing this, I had just been struggling and pushing and avoiding this stuff that I wanted to put out there for my group program. And after doing the breath work, after having that nap afterwards, I just felt completely unblocked. And it wasn't just the getting, getting the content done of the actual group program content that I was creating but I just felt something shifted in me and a, a certain sense of like relief and relaxing that I really really needed and I know like I said it's a small thing but it's also a big thing but two hour nap honestly was not on my to-do list that day and it totally took up a lot of time but it was exactly what I wanted and needed. I love that I think two hour nap should be on everyone's to-do list all the time. <laughs> I love them. Um, I, I thought of two, one was like a longer term one and one's like more of a shorter term example. First of all, I've mentioned my coffee dates with myself. Now that is absolutely like me choosing rest, even in the middle of like big launches or lots of things going on. I still go and have that coffee date with myself. And I have met the most incredible people by doing that. I tend to kind of gravitate towards the same, you know, my favorite cafes. 
And I ended up writing for Forbes Online, uh, you know, on health and well-being topics through someone I met at a coffee shop and became coffee shop friends with her because we would both sit there with our notebooks and got chatting. So like that, I that whole process actually connected me even more deeply to the writer inside of me and birthed this whole other piece of work in my life and, you know, trajectory for my business. So that was kind of more of a longer term example. And then I touched on this earlier in terms of like all the moving logistics and everything happening at the moment. Over the last um, month, I also have been kind of stop start in opening up my Joy Club membership group. And so it's kind of been like, I've wanted to launch it, but I've wanted to do it in like a restful way. And I know it's conversations we're having in the mastermind. And so I keep having these bursts of like, oh, I write all these things. And then I never quite get around to it. And I kept telling myself, it's okay. Like right now, if your body needs rest, you there's a lot of other turbulence and change. Like you have to keep prioritizing that. And out of the blue, without even really talking about my private client work, I did have a couple of private client spots. I, you know, spoke to someone who needed some private coaching and started working with her in amongst all of that with so much ease, so much simplicity, didn't ask for it. It just happened. Um, she's incredible, like an absolute um, ideal person that I want to be working with. And so I guess that was my version of like letting go of like the big launch stuff and just kind of trusting in this process actually presented me with this whole other thing that I wasn't expecting or yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Danielle. And I've definitely had a kind of similar experience with launching. Um, Willemaine and Genevieve. Do you have any examples of kind of resting and doing less and something magical happening? Yeah, I guess last week is a is a like a very concrete example that came to mind. I had on my calendar last week to um, so I have a new service that I'm offering um, in which I'm helping people with their strategy and have a project plan for the next three months. And I had on my list to contact um, uh, past clients and people I thought w- would be a great fit for that. So my my entire week was planned with like, you know, reaching out to people and making sure that I could pitch this new service. And then my daughter had a double ear infection and a perforated eardrum and she had and I had to take her to the doctors and she was really sick and she was at home and there was no way I could work like for multiple days. Um, so I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, nothing is going to happen. And then on the weekend, I, you know, I could have, you know, caught up on my work, but she was still with me. Um, She was better, but she needed my help with the school assignment because she was also catching up. And I'm very, very aware that we shouldn't teach our children to, you know, not rest and catch up on the weekend, but she was really in for it and she wanted to finish it. So I was helping her with that. And I decided, okay, I'm not going to you know, catch up on work on the weekend. I'm just going to take this weekend because for me, it has, has had also been a rough week, you know? So on the weekend, someone I know from the, my business network connect, uh, connected with me and said, I am completely lost. I have no idea where I'm going. My launch just failed. I know you're a launch manager. Can you please, you know, talk to me and help me and, and you know, help me with my strategy for the next three months. And I just need, you know, to have a plan. And can you just please help me with my strategy and help me create a, a plan? And I was like, yes, because that's that's exactly what I'm offering right now. 
So I not, did not even work all week. I didn't catch up and, and I have a new client and she signed up immediately. And I was like, okay, this is, this is how I want things to happen. You know, not by pushing through, not by, you know, trying all the things, but that aligned flow of things just happening in the, their time is magic for me. Yes. And I just want to add here, it's it's not like you've been talking about, I mean, you've been shifting a bit in your kind of who you're supporting and working with at the moment, right? So it's not, it's not like, oh, you've been putting it out there in this exact way for months and months and months and months and months. Like it's No, really I had cool. not talked about it at all. So this was like, uh, yeah, this is exactly my new offer. So <laughs> let's talk. And then that was happening. Yes. Genevieve, do you have any examples? Well, I have so many examples, but so it's hard to pick, but I think I want to go with something magical in my life um, because I was thinking about the most magical things that have ever happened to me. And one of them was many years ago, I went, I had worked, um, I was working an office job. And after I got back, usually I go straight to, usually back then I would work till five o'clock and then go work out, exercise. And on this particular day, I, I walked out of my apartment and I had this beautiful little outdoor um, space that looked over the street in the neighborhood I lived. And I took a deep breath and I closed my eyes and I let the sun just flow over my body and I rested and I meditated and I prayed and I was just standing there resting in the sun with my eyes closed, deep breathing, feeling so happy and just enjoying a moment of rest. And when I opened my eyes, there was a very handsome man standing in front of me and I'm now married to him. So I think that was just, <laughs> that was my most magical moment of rest. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that Genevieve. I've not heard that before and you gave me such a clear visual. Oh, that's yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, we could talk about this all day um, and there is more we could say, but I hope that anyone listening is reassured that you deserve to listen to whatever your body's trying to tell you. You deserve to feel good. And importantly, you deserve to be seen and heard as all that you are and to have a wonderful group of humans like I have. And it might look different to this mastermind group, but I hope that you can find your people too, who will encourage you always to rest. So thank you. Thank you, Danielle, Villamaine and Genevieve for being on the podcast with me and for being my wonderful mastermind sisters and friends. Thank you so much for having us. You're so welcome. Thank you, Ruth. And you're welcome as always. Like I said at the start of this episode, if you'd like to find out more about Villamain, Danielle and Genevieve, their links are all in the show notes. And don't forget to go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash mastermind to download an extra special bonus episode all about what we think is important for anyone who might be thinking of setting up their own co-led mastermind group like this. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Quietly Ambitious. If you have a moment to rate and review, know that it really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation, then you can connect with me on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, join me in the Facebook group, or my personal favorite, sign up to my newsletter, Letters to Quietly Ambitious Humans. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. 
and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.